0: morning i'm mark if you haven't met me so um if you would like to listen to our worship team more you know we do have a youtube channel it's called grace church lyh if you search for it you'll find a lot of the videos that they did while we were in the pandemic but um they will also like this one is on there right now so you can listen to it pretty awesome um so just a word to the wise It's great to worship together. You know, I think sometimes we forget the blessings that God has given us. In Ephesians, Paul writes that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And I think sometimes we just kinda don't think that way. You know, the week gets busy and we get weary. And that's why what we're gonna talk about this morning, I think, is so, so important. The verse, the main verse that we're gonna look at this morning, you know, I'm almost positive you've heard it before, but there's a rich, rich context to it. And it's about truth. Remember, we've been talking about truth. Last week, we talked about how Paul used his own life as an example to Timothy and said, you know me, You've, you've followed my life. And there's that wonderful list that I keep going back to. You know, he said to Timothy, You 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 know my teaching, you know my conduct, you know my purpose, you know my faith, you know my patience and my love, you know my persecutions and my perseverance and my suffering. He and he was contrasting that to the false teachers that looked good but weren't really speaking truth. So Uh, As we go to this next section, Paul's going to go in deeper with that. So would you just do this? Would you just ask the Lord right now to kind of help you set aside whatever's flowing around in your head and just be able to hear his word? Just ask the Lord to show you something from the word this morning that you need because we all need that. So you just pray that and then I'll pray for us. Father, we always need your help. You know how easily distracted and confused we can get. We don't reside in truth. We can be deceived and confused. So, Lord, as we look at your word this morning, help us and help us know the next steps for us to take. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Paul um, contrasts the the behavior of the false teachers, remember he said the last verse we looked at, he said they're gonna get worse. And he tells Timothy, you however, so in contrast to that, you however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of knowing from whom you've learned them. So Timothy has this wonderful heritage. And obviously he got, hang out with Paul, but, but he talks about and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. Timothy had this wonderful heritage. We read about at the beginning of this book, he had a, a mother and he had a grandmother and they were both women of faith. They had raised him in an environment where he had received the scriptures. He he'd had the, been exposed to that from, from a young age. And it gave him this context. It gave him this ability to receive salvation. They, they were primed. He, he, he had this wonderful, wonderful heritage. And so I, I just want you to think about that for a minute. I want you to think about what are some of the earliest things that you received when you became a follower of Jesus, whether that was as a child, as it. As, as a young adult or some an older adult. Like, what were some of the first passages of Scripture? What are some of the first ideas that you learned? And, and who taught them to you? And then particularly, like, what Scripture passage did you kind of cling to? I asked this question to Kathy yesterday, got her answers. I want you to think about that for a minute, and I want you to talk to a person near you, next to you, behind you, and, and answer these questions. Just talk about it for a minute. Because I want you to remember you've got a heritage. So let's, uh, let's, let's just do a little body life survey here. So I'm interested, what was one of the first verses you learned? John three sixteen. that was the first one. What was another one? What was one of the first one? Say that again. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good excellent what else somebody else I mean it's a Bible verse you can share that the Lord's Prayer what we just sung that's awesome God did not come into the world Jesus didn't come into the world to judge the world amen so what was another one Psalm. Psalm 1 excellent so what I'm trying to remind you of is that you know truth. You have this heritage as a follower of Jesus. You've learned things. You've received things. And and sometimes we forget that. We can be so confused sometimes that we forget what we already know. And you have a source for this truth. One of the things that we struggle with at times is knowing what is true. We, we hear different things, and we certainly have seen that in our world today, and we see this confusion around us, but we have the Scriptures. And one of the things that's beautiful about the Scriptures is they give us an understanding of how the world really is. Like, we know truth. And I wanna just ask you as parents, what are you doing to help your children know truth? I just want you to think of this model that Timothy had this incredible rich heritage. What are you you doing to help your children know truth? And what are they gonna remember? So I am a big advocate of reading to your children you need to read to your children while you have an opportunity to. It's, it's phenomenal in terms of the things that it does for them. And especially as you get stories into their life that help them. We talked about how we all have teachers. And, and the, the, the challenge is that the world around us is telling stories and stories teach us stuff but some of the stories that are around us are not teaching us true things. They're not teaching us good things, and it's shaping. So you have this opportunity to shape the children. And so I, I wanna read you a text that I, I wrote to my sons, and I have permission from them to share this with you. So, and in, in, I have permission from my wife to share this with you. So, insight into family life. Hey, just curious, not a test, do you remember the books we read after dinner when you were young? Specifically, which ones do you remember? Nathan. Narnia series, The Hobbit, anthology of different moral stories. Me. Thanks. Eric. What Nathan said, the anthology was the book of virtues, and we also read the Great Brain series. Thanks. Thinking of how to help parents, wondering if you'd remember. Yep, I remember mom getting mad at you for stopping during one chapter in one of the Great Brain series, stealing the book, locking herself in the bathroom. That's what you were looking for, right? Nathan, I also highly recommend dads teaching their children proper hand and arm fart techniques. <laughs> <laughs> to which I said, Of course, that almost goes without saying. They were just doing it so anemically, it it was just wrong. What is your family going to remember? What are your children going to remember? You can create a body of information for them and you only have a limited time. You know, you think about raising a child to adulthood and so you think you have 18 years. You don't have 18 years. You have about 940 weeks, and you only have one year with a one-year-old, and one year with a two-year-old, and one year with a three-year-old, and you don't treat your one-year-old the way you treat your 17-year-old. So just saying, and I, I, this passage just shows the richness of that in Timothy's life in terms of the heritage that he was given. And then this is the verse that I know you know. You've heard this before. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. We have the Scriptures. So let's just think, let's just think through each part of this. Because it says the Scriptures are inspired by God. You want to know what God thinks? You want to know what God says to you? This is his word. He breathed it into the human authors that created the scriptures. This is a word from God. You know what he has to say. And it is profitable. We are affected by it as we absorb it and read it and, and meditate on it and think through it and pray through it. And so it has these four qualities that I think are just so powerful because there's truth. We have the positive understanding of why the world is the way it is. Why is there death? We know the answer to that. Why is there evil in the world? We know the answer to that. Where is the world going? We know the answer to that. You know, every once in a while you read about people... Um, Who are exploring, you know, like what would be a good planet like the, the humanity could could jettison off to like, you know To save the species like why are we even worried about that? We know the future. We know God wins So we have this basic Teaching that gives us a framework to understand how life really is and then there's this reproof that's an error detector, so we have Information that says, no, that's not a good idea. That is not a a true idea. That is a falsehood. So we can detect error, but it doesn't leave us in error. It shows us correction. It gives us the path back into life. It gives us the path to correct where we are wrong. And then it trains us in righteousness. So we have active things that we can grow in. So our character is transformed as we follow Jesus Christ. All of that is in God's word as we fill our minds with it, as we absorb it, as we study it, as we interact with it. So here are my questions for you. Are you engaging, how are you engaging with God's Word? It has never been easier in the history of humanity for you to engage in God's Word. Because if you get an app on your phone, you don't even have to read it. You can have the app read it to you. Like you can listen to it. So there are so many ways to engage in God's word. How are you doing that? And then are you applying it? So when I said that you know truth, sometimes we are looking for new truth like that's gonna fix the problem when we're not doing anything with the truth that we already have. How many of you know that prayer actually works? And then if you think about it, how often do you pray? Do You know what I'm saying? That sometimes we know prayer would actually help me in this situation, but I don't do it. I'd rather worry for some reason. It doesn't make any sense. So as we engage in God's Word, there's not just a sense of having ideas in our head, but it's taking those ideas and actually doing something with them as the Word explains it. And then who are you sharing your journey in the Word with? Who, who do you talk about? That could be your family, that could be your your small group, your life group, that could be friends that you get together with and, and share what's going on in your life. It could be the people around you, you know, just friends and the seeds that you sow in people's lives that you work with that may not know Jesus. The things, there's all kinds of things that the word gives us to be able to help people with. And then he says that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Now, a lot of times when you look at Timothy, this, both of these books, they think man of God, and so like that's the pastor or that's the missionary. But you can be a man and a woman of God by just following Jesus and being present. Think about how often it's not the pastor or the missionary professional that shares the gospel with someone—it's a neighbor or a friend—and so the scriptures equip you. I was once in a social gathering, and a, a man knew that I was a pastor, and he started, kind of, you know, um, I don't know. I think he just wanted to poke the bear a little bit, so he he tried to you know get me into this debate up with him over this religious person, not a Christian who was, you know, considered a holy man, and so he was asking me, is this person going to hell? And uh, he, he's trying to kind of just poke at it, and then in that same context, he said, yeah, I don't really get much out of the Bible, uh, I don't really like to read it, and then in, in the course, the conversation went on a little bit, and then he said to me, I, I was telling him a story that I had read, and I'd used the phrase child of God, and he said, well, we're all children of God, and and it was just so this mishmash of ideas and i always think after a conversation like that much clearer than i do in the midst of a conversation like that and i'm thinking so you want to think of yourself as a child of god but you don't actually want to read the book he wrote to tell you anything about what he thinks i mean that's the world that we live in where people are so confused about what is true and what i want you to understand is it's the Scriptures that shape your thinking so that you can see through that. As you begin to absorb the Scriptures, as you begin to, to, to understand the truth, you'll detect that and be able to interact with it. It equips you for every good work. So how I want you to think about this. I'm not going to give you the answer this morning, but I want you to think about how are we equipped by God's Word? Like, what does it do in your life? Think about the places you go. Think about the things that you face. How are you equipped by God's Word to answer, to live? It's not just about having answers for people. It's about the choices you make. And then what are the good works that you are being equipped for? this is a part of our heritage as followers of Jesus, is that there are good works that God has prepared for us. There are opportunities awaiting you. Um, in, the, in the outside uh, sheet, and if you can grab one, one of the there's an outside sheet that um, has a story of a family in our body and some of the seeds that they've sown and, and what's begun to happen as it. It's not a finished story yet. Well, that's the kind of thing that we can all be a part of as we begin to see the good works that God has in front of us. And sometimes it's just, it's just a question or it's just an interest in someone. So what are the good works that you are being equipped for? So I want to leave you with just what I leave you with every Sunday. What's your next step? I want you to think about how are you in the Word and are you in it enough And what could you do to change that and what's your next step it is not adequate for you to just be a hearer of the word that's a start that's better than not hearing it but you also need to be a doer of the word in this passage is at the core it's just like a central passage to help us understand the importance of god's word that it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. And it's as we fill our minds with it, it's as we begin to act on it that we're gonna find the joy and the peace of the life that God wants for us. Let me pray. Father, you have given us so much And yet, Lord, you know our weakness, that there are times when we forget, there are times when we are overwhelmed, there are times when we can't see past the challenges and the difficulties we are experiencing. Lord, I pray that you would help us return to your word with a new fervor that you will equip us for the things that we face. May we lean into the truth, and may we act on it. May we not just be hearers, but may we be doers. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.